And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting to Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, throughout the nine worlds, and beyond, the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of... Radio Free Asgard. Hello everybody and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 265, coming at you, as always, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. My name is Tom Harris and I'm your host. So, not a lot to talk about here at the top of the show this week. Um, Is everybody enjoying Logan? Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, um, you know, we're always going to be the last people to see these things. Actually, I think that Pete and I are going to go try to see Logan next weekend. And hopefully it won't be as crowded as now. For an R-rated movie, this movie has a lot of screens. So I'm hoping that... um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually hoping that, that we're going to be able to see it next weekend, and, and so uh, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit on the show. But what I'm hearing, I'm liking. Yeah, that's the way it works. All right, so uh, yeah, without any further ado, we do have an issue of Journey into Mystery to cover, so let's go ahead right to it. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens drift. Roar. And this week we are looking at Journey into Mystery, number 649. This is uh, the, uh, I think it's the February 2013 issue. Cover art is by Jeff DeCal and shows Sif. And we're getting kind of a panty shot here of Sif. And she's got her left foot up as though she's getting ready to stomp on our face. And swinging in the background uh, from a web is none other than the superior Spider-Man. Which kind of answers a question that I had last show about why he was talking so weird. I didn't read the Superior Spider-Man series. If he always talked like that, I think that's kind of annoying. Anyway, a beautiful cover here by Jeff DeCal. And uh, we open up to the splash page where, of course, we have the credits. Catherine Immonen was the writer. Valerio Schitti was the artist. Jordi Belair did the colors. VCs Clayton Cowles did the letters and production. Uh, Jeff DeCal did the cover. Uh, Jorge Molina did the uh, variant cover. Jacob Thomas did Ancient Spells. Lauren Sankovic did more battles. Axel Alonso did editor-in-chief. Uh, Joe Casada was the chief creative officer. Dan Buckley is the publisher. And Alan Fine is the executive producer. And we get a little bit of a um, recap here on the splash of what has been going on with Sif. And it says, eons ago, Asgard exiled its most bloodthirsty warriors to fight its most bloodthirsty foes. Sif. Our Lady of War, newly turned berserker, joined this roguish company of fellow battle-mad brigands, Einhar, Bodvar, and Svip. And I'm going to try to remember their names. Uh, so Einhar is the uh, the faux mohawk guy. Bodvar is the man bun dude, and Svip is the uh, the, the face makeup guy. Anyway, (laughs) but they were transported mid-battle from their monstrous Isle of Exile to Midgard. Battles, 
Legends, ancient spells, more battles. As the brazen brawl of Asgardian behemoths comes to earth, it looks as though someone may want a piece of Sif and her crew. The superior Spider-Man. And we open up to the beginning of the story here where we have a dude. And this is New York City, Midgard, says. And there's a dude sitting in his office and don't know who it is, but he's got, it looks like a Andy Warhol painting of himself on the wall and pictures of, I don't know, pictures of himself on magazine covers from the looks of it. Don't know who it is, but he's got a paper shredder and he's been shredding lots of papers. Anyway, so uh, he's sitting at his desk and uh, he gets a um, call. Oh, looks like he has a bottle of whiskey on his desk, like a bottle of Jack Daniels on his desk, too. And he's saying, Denise, please hold all calls for the rest of the day. Yes, sir. Sir? What is it, Denise? There's a ruckus in the street, sir. I'd like to rebook your car to the airport for a little earlier, if that's all right. Don't change anything. Have you picked up my dry cleaning? Not yet, sir. And we can see outside his window, Spider-Man is battling uh, a red monster sort of thing outside this is what we saw before and uh it, it kind of the monster kind of hits the window but doesn't or he's crawling on the building and he he just crawls past the window so she's uh hasn't picked up his dry cleaning he says well don't bother i won't be needing it all right about the car sir it doesn't really matter miss markman that will be all if you say so but there's a whole lot of shouting going on down there so uh, we see the guy, and he's opening his window, and it looks like he might be getting ready to jump out. And he is standing on the balcony or whatever. It's not really a balcony. He's standing in the window getting ready to jump. It looks like he's only about the, in the fifth story, so in, in theory, he could probably survive that. And uh, there's a big battle going on, and we have Spider-Man, and we got uh, Einar and Bodvar and Svip. And they are yelling and screaming at Lady Sif. They're not fighting, per se. And then there's a dude with a beard watching them. <laughs> Sif is shouting, You will all stand fast until I tell you otherwise. Is that understood? No killing without my permission. Where I come from, we murder talking spiders. You will not kill the Spider-Man. He is a friend to Midgard. The Spider-Man, that's more like it, says Spider-Man. Whatever we face here may have fled from your realm with us, but this is not your world. In Odin's name, have we escaped one island of monsters only to be transported to another, says Einhard. And then we have uh, uh, Bodvar saying, uh, Lady Sif, perhaps Fip can kill the other talking spider. We get a little reminder here that, that the Spider-Man that she's facing is Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man's body, which means this is probably really near the beginning of that series, because if not, everybody knew that yet. Anyway, with your permission, of course, he says. And then, so we have this uh, very Steve Ditko-y looking spider orange dude. And this is the same guy we saw outside the, the, uh, the business guy's window uh, just a couple pages ago. And he says... I am king of the Spider-Man. And the, the guy is going, Get away from me! Spider-Man sitting here on the ground watching what's going on. And uh, he says, That imbecile has six legs. How can he be the king of the Spider-Man? And Sif says, Heinar, keep those people back. Bodvar, get inside that building. Pull that man off the ledge. Svip. You are on the ground in case the beast falls and does not die. 
And um, Strip says, where will you be? Is it market day? There's a taxi cab trying to get by, and it's honking, beep, beep, beep. And the guy is like, hey, princess of power, move your ass, but keep it where I can see it, why don't you? <laughs> and Sif is not made happy by this, and she says, I said, everybody stay back! And she takes the taxi cab and she pitches it at the, uh, well, it's like she pitches it straight up in the air. And so with the driver and everything inside, and he's like, ah! And Spider-Man says, this is my town as guardian. I decide who gets thrown around. And so uh, Spider-Man is uh, saving the uh, the taxi cab by spinning a giant web. And the, the taxi driver is not grateful. He says, what do I say? You morons trying to kill me? And Spider-Man's like, on the contrary, just saving the day. As per usual, you can thank me later. You have no right to interfere, sweetheart. My citizens, my city. He was in the way, says Sif. And you and your friends are in mine. Do I look like I need your help? Perhaps not. But why don't we see it if the king of the Spider-Men, stop calling him that, is alone before you dismiss my aid? Fine, says Spider-Man. And he picks up Sif by the arm and, and drags her up to the top of the building, where I guess the king of the Spider-Men is. Uh, he goes, uh, You are all puny humans. You will serve the Spider-Man. And uh, Sif is going after him with a uh, with her sword. It looks like he's going to get skewered. And, <laughs> and Spider-Man says, Enjoy yourself. I will scan the rest of the building. And Sif says, Begin on the roof. Work down. And and the businessman is like, this is not how I wanted to die. So we get Sif and she lands on the man, the Spider-Man thing and, and just with a shunk drives her sword right through the guy. And uh, yeah, and she's going, Rawr! and Spider-Man dude is going, ee! and the businessman is going, ah! and as he falls, he shouts, Denise! And Man Bun Dude, um, that's uh, Bodvarp, uh, reaches out uh, from a window, looks like two stories down, and grabs him by the back of his jacket with a whuck and drags him into the building. Apparently, don't see that part, but we see Sif and she is in the window and the uh, Spider-Man is approaching her or another Spider-Man is approaching her perhaps. Is that what that is? Yeah, could, that could be. So she uh, pulls her sword out of the first Spider-Man and there's a bunch of green uh, blood on it. And she bursts through the window with a shkash. And she is uh, in the building. And uh, Bodvar has dragged the businessman into the building. And he's like, and the businessman is like, who are you people? As guardians, sent to your realm to return ancient monsters to ours. It was an accident. We apologize. And uh, as he's sitting there, Denise phones in or you know, calls over the intercom. Your car is here, sir. <laughs> and uh, and just at that moment, we see the King of the Spiders falling past his window, uh, dripping lots and lots of green goop. And we have Sif, and she's charging, looks like she's charging up the stairs with a tump, tump, tump. And she bursts open the, uh, the, the door of the, of the roof with a bam! And uh, there's a whole bunch of these orange spider dudes on the roof. 
And they say, Cower, Earthling. And Sif says, I grow tired of your misnomers. Let me enlighten you. And she just wades in with her sword, and she is slicing, hacking, and slinking her way through through this big crowd, and they are no match for Sif. So she kills them all, and they're all laying here bleeding to death, and a voice comes from above. Impressive. Very impressive. And it's Spider-Man, of course. And Sif says, I do not need your approval. Don't be absurd. Of course you do, says Spider-Man. You are a marvel in action, poetic, forceful, like a beautifully designed machine. We have so much in common. Heard from Thor lately? Hmm? And so he's kind of hitting on her here. And Sif says, Surely the great Spider-Man already has a mate. Many, but they are just friends. Would they die for you, says Sif? Of course. Then I am of no use to you, I'm afraid. And in truth, I prefer that my friends kill for me. You mean those three ruffians downstairs, says Spider-Man. Oh, no, not them. They kill for fun. I see. For your sake, I hope so. Not that I'm not flattered. Naturally, says Spider-Man. And Sif makes her way back down the stairs, and the three guys are waiting down there for her. We see that one of the spider dudes has fallen off the building, crushed a car, lots of uh, green blood around, and people standing around pointing. And Sif says, What took you so long, your highness? Do not talk to me like that. The problem has been taken care of. Are you certain? And then the, I guess this is the taxi driver from earlier says, Oh my god, there's another one. They're everywhere. And we then shift scenes and we are in Egypt. And we know we're in Egypt because there are camels and there is a pyramid and there is a tour guide. And he says, I present to you the great pyramid of Giza, largest of the three pyramids, oldest of the seven wonders of the ancient world. And now these gentlemen would like to do business with you. And uh, yeah, they have these tourists uh, riding camels like tourists in Egypt do. And we see that, yeah, we're in Cairo, and it's a very modern, kind of grungy city. And we're in a marketplace, and there's a guy there, and he's saying, Frankincense, mar, saffron, cumin. And somebody comes up to him and, and says, Gomdula. And he, and he says, oh, perhaps, let me check in the back. Uh, but uh, the, he wasn't talking about uh, spices, he was talking about Gamdula, the living pharaoh, who is a giant mummy, and he's looming over the um, the marketplace and tearing up the roofs of all the stalls. And he says, "I am Gamdula, the living pharaoh. Tremble before me, mortals!" And everyone's going, "Ah, ee, ah!" And we then shift scenes again, and this this story jumps around in it. Anyway, so we're back. Uh, we are in space, and it says Avengers Deep Space Monitoring Station. So we have um, Monica Rambeau, whose uh, name I don't remember. She used to be Captain Marvel, but uh, she's now something like Photon or Pulsar or something like that. All right. So uh, she says, could you not have sent a robot to do this, Iron Man? And, and Iron Man is on the radio. He says, Robots are so inexpensive, Rambo. Which makes me fast and cheap. And whatever way you want to take that, it's a compliment. Whatever. I'm happy to help keep this old boat afloat. 
and a voice comes from uh, beyond, which shouldn't be possible because they're in space. And uh, yeah, there's no air, so we shouldn't be able to hear. But there's a giant Viking dude, and he is on their uh, the platform or whatever, and he says, there is no way you can stop our invasion of Earth. And she says, you hearing this on the radio? And, and Iron Man says, how could I miss it? What the hell is it? And the Viking dude says, I am the Emperor of Mars. Says he's the Emperor of Mars. Think you can take him? Roger that. And she shoots out a uh, some sort of light uh, explosion with a shazak and knocks him back. And the Emperor of Mars goes, no. <laughs> Iron Man's like, Roger that. It's official talk, says Rambo. It's dirty talk. Do it again. And then we uh, shift scenes back to uh, back to Earth in Centerville, California, says the uh, the caption. And we have Patsy Walker, uh, a.k.a. Hellcat, and she is at some sort of big celebration. Oh, Founders Day Parade, it says. Um, and we have a guy who looks kind of sort of like Stan and he's um, they're, they're doing an interview or something and Patsy Walker is not actually in, in costume she's wearing like a trench coat and and uh, like skinny jeans and, and high heels and the guy says well Patsy Walker our most notorious homecoming queen come home for our Founders Day Parade this is just terrific so glad you could join us the pleasure's all mine Jimmy says says Patsy What's keeping you busy these days, Patsy? International crime fighting, supernatural disturbances, murder, mayhem, the usual, Jimmy. Ha, ha, ha. I guess that's life in the big city, Patsy. If you say so, Jimmy. And we can see that uh, there's all these people drinking and goofing off and you know having a good time. And in the background, we see the sort of lumpy monster of some kind. Um, like a kind of like a pyramid or a big cone. And he says, Sprag! And Jimmy, the, the host guy who was interviewing her, says, Look at that. The Rotary has really outdone themselves this year. That is one heck of a float, representing, well, it looks like a big pile of dirt. Perfect for Founders Day. And Patsy says, I don't think that's a float, Jimmy. Excuse me. And she ducks out, and the next thing we see is Hellcat swooping down, and the big mound of dirt says, No escape from my vengeance! Hold it right there! This town's not big enough for any more dirt bags. And Jimmy's like, Holy smokes, that's Hellcat! Patsy, do you see that? Patsy? Well, let's hope Pastor Dobbs doesn't find her in the back of a hearse with half the football team again. Oh, my... Anyway, so uh, yeah, so Patsy is facing off against this giant dirt mound, and we shift scenes again. So lots of scene shifting going on, and we are in the Pacific Ocean, and the, it looks like a Navy ship, and there's a giant wave coming towards it, and the soldiers are saying, um, or the sailors are saying, I don't care how calm it's supposed to be. It's heading right for us. It's gaining magnitude. We're running out of time. And the, the big um, giant fish, orange fish dude is, is 
making the wave, I guess, and he's uh, saying, I will return to Atlantis! We will rule again! And then uh, somebody jumps out of the water, and it is Namor, and it's Namor wearing his... uh, 70s costume, which is kind of interesting, or it's a variation on the 70s costume. And he busts out of the water with a spash, and he smacks the, the uh, this giant fish guy in the face. And the fish is like, Namor! Prince Namor, and you will bow before me, you overgrown lungfish. And we shift scenes yet again, and we are in Tokyo, and there's a busy crossing uh, in the Ginza or Shibuya or Shinjuku, somewhere like that, somewhere where there's a lot of people and people are waiting to cross the street and (laughs) a giant green monster thing digs up out of the ground with a and a crunch chunk and people just aren't paying any attention to it. Uh, (laughs) And some guy is talking to the guy next to him and he says, oh look, it's Ro, R-R-O. And he goes, "Mm mm-hmm. And the light changes to green and everyone just crosses and just ignores the monster. And the, the monster doesn't look like he quite knows what to do. Anyway, we uh, cut back to New York and to the Berserkers and also to Sif. And they're pulling their swords out of the spider dudes. And, and Sif is talking to a cop here. Sounds like that's the last one, lady. We're all quiet right up to New Paltz, monster-wise. Course you want to stick around. There's always skulls to crack somewhere. That was a joke. We don't do that anymore. One of the warriors, I'm not sure which, says, That cannot be everything. Are you sure that man is an enforcer? He is not well armed. Officer, and he only spoke of his corner of Midgard. Then we go and hunt down whatever is left, says Svip, as before. Hunted how? Do you have any idea how vast this world is? How primitive the people, and yet how complex their machinery? We must return to Asgardia now. And a voice comes from uh, behind. Excuse me. And Svip says, We will not. We must go forward. We will commandeer one of their conveyances. And who will operate it, says Sif. You do not have the leave to rampage through Midgard. And it's the cab driver from before. And he says, Excuse me, my cab. I do not need your permission. Here, let us enslave this one. And he reaches out and grabs the, uh, the the cab driver. And Sif is trying to stop him. She says, that is not our way. And so uh, the cab driver is, got, is kind of um, happy that he's not being strangled by, by Svip. And um, Sif says, but not even that is the issue. This world has warriors and fighters with skills that not even you can imagine. It is well and honorably defended. So where then are you needed, lady? With our own people, with Asgard, as it ever was to fortify our defenses and plan if need be, and to finish a conversation my darling brother started. You, she says, and she's talking to the cab driver, he's like, what? You will drive us to Broxton. Where the hell is that, Jersey? Oklahoma. You're crazy. That's like 2,000 miles from here. Is that far? As far as I'm concerned, there's no help for anybody who wants to drive, walk, or fly to Oklahoma, lady. So you will not help us. And Sif says, he's of no use. Kill him. And Sif Sif is putting on the charm here. She says, wait, my good man, do you have a phone? And and he's like, if I say yes, do I get to live? (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, uh, we shift scenes again, and the, we see the bar at uh, Broxton, and it's the, the bartender that we uh, saw before. And there's a, a little kid in there drinking a milkshake or something. And he's watching the old uh, Thor cartoon from the 60s from the looks of the uh, TV. And uh, the phone's ringing, and uh, bartender answers, Broxton Sporting and Social Club. And, and the cab driver's like, Listen, pal, I've got this bossy lady here. Yeah, that's the one. And the bartender's like, Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. The, uh, the bartender's like, talking to the kid here, Jackson, I want you to get on your back and get on over to Asgardian deliver a message. What's in it for me, says the brat. Maybe the Asgardians won't set you on fire. And maybe I won't tell your ma that you're in here when you said you were at practice. And the kid takes off and he's on his bike. I think this is the same kid we saw earlier. And he jumps on his bike and we shift scenes yet again. And we see Asgardia. And it looks like it's being rebuilt and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, the Rainbow Bridge is beaming out. So they've changed this so that they can turn the Rainbow Bridge on and off, which I guess kind of makes sense, but yeah, pandering to the movie. Anyway, so uh, we have um, the three Berserkers and Sif, and they're racing up the Rainbow Bridge, and there's a wolf running ahead of them. And Sif is shouting, Heimdall! And Heimdall standing there, and he says, Hold! Hold up! Hold up, my sister. Welcome home and be at peace. But the island, the island you made has been breached. We were followed here. We must... And your steady has been sorely missed. But it has all been taken care of, or is being taken care of. There has been glee and outrage from all sides. You would have been thankful for the sport, I think. But there is nothing left to hunt. I have been occupied elsewhere, as you well know. And uh, Sif is, um, she's looking pretty angry, and she's drawing her sword, and she says, I thank you for opening the Bifrost for our passage, but that is all I thank you for, brother. And she takes her sword, and she hacks off Heimdall's head, from the looks of things. So, yeah, Heimdall may now be headless. And then we have, of course, to be continued. And that is Journey into Mystery number 649, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that right after this message. Star Trek. Comic books. Mythology. Video games. Toys. Star Wars. Just about any geeky topic you can think of could be covered on the Hammer Podcast, presented by Two True Freaks. Come join me, Gene Hendricks, for whatever my disjointed mental processes can come up with, and be careful, or you might just learn something before we're done. The Hammer Podcast is available monthly, both on its own iTunes feed and at twotruefreaks.com.
And we're back. So, of course, we have a few things to say about the issue, as we always do. I'm continuing to enjoy the series. I think the art is not quite as good as it has been for the last couple of issues. That does kind of seem to be the way of it, doesn't it? I think all these series have started out really strong because they've had extra time to work on it. And then as they get into the groove, the art starts to slip a little bit. Now, mind you, I'm still really enjoying the art. The art is fantastic. Coloring is amazing. Uh, we have a lot of nice work here. But it's interesting how, as we've gotten into the story, the characters have become less realistic and more stylized. Um, I, you know, I don't know what to ascribe that to other than the fact that now he's on a regular schedule and he's trying to, to move along at a, at a regular pace. The characters, the figures are not as much detail on them. Um, now that could also be, you know, the, the, the inking or whatever, but I have a feeling that this is actually drawn digitally uh, because I don't think they mention an inker anywhere. So I'm guessing that uh, this is all being done uh, digitally and then being colored digitally as well. It's obviously, it's, it's digital coloring. Um, I guess the Spider-Man cameo as far as I can tell, is really just to help sell the book. Uh, maybe maybe also to sell Spider-Man's book too. Not that Spider-Man probably needs the help. But um, yeah, so we, we have your obligatory uh, team up. And you know, cameos from a number of people and, and people you might not expect to see, like Hellcat and the Submariner. But anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, generally speaking, liking the art, liking the story. This was kind of a, a hard issue to read. Uh, as, far, as far as reading out loud, just because there's a lot going on and it's not very linear. We get lots of jumping around and we have a lot of uh, things going on at once. So, yeah, we don't really get the story of the businessman, why he's jumping out the window. If this were a Jason Aaron comic, they'd, they'd probably devote 12 issues to it. But, um, you know, it's not a Jason Aaron comic, so they're not going to be doing that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but the, the back and forth between the Berserkers and Sif they they seem to have fallen in line. They're they're not acting as rebellious now. So Sif has pretty obviously established herself as the leader of this pack, and now they're in Asgard and you know free to uh, defend Asgard or, or fight the monsters or whatever. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, like I said, an interesting uh, take on Spider Man. I had not read any of the uh, Superior Spider Man stuff, um, and. I, I don't know, like like I said before, I, I don't I don't know if that's something I really necessarily would have enjoyed. Spider-Man has never been my absolute favorite. I like the character. I, I've collected a lot of his books, but it's not uh, a character that I've been as crazy about when you compare it to other characters out there like the FF, uh, like Thor, like Doc Strange. But um, anyway, all right. So that about wraps it up for this week i know it's kind of a short episode it seems like but uh thanks very much for listening we really do appreciate it and if you want to email the show you can do so the email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook just look for radio free asgard there and you will find us and with that i am back over the bivrust back to midgard and we'll see you next time here on radio free asgard you have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. 
Musical selections from Eden, The Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.